The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hey, this is Big Sexy Kevin Nash, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in The Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Hi, everybody. Morning, afternoon. Hi there. Welcome. Depending on when you're listening, I'm Marty. I'm Christoph. Welcome. Appreciate you. Is the Rough House podcast? That's uh, us. Yeah, uh, happy February, everybody. That up and happened. Who the hell would have thought it? It was February yeah. last week. When we were I know too, but, but that's it's cool. Just, <laughs> it just it, it just it just hit me that it's February. <laughs> it's it's very strange. But, ladies and gentlemen, this week is a momentous week in professional wrestling. <laughs> so it is. Yeah, uh, you know there are there are so many moments when people look back on on the era of professional wrestling and and, and they become these moments in their time they're special but over time the legend grows the, right you know uh the the dusty roads hard times promo yeah the mega powers exploding king of the ring 96 the austin 316 promo the montreal screw job the first time the rock put on the 500 shirt and told you to to know your role and shut your mouth ruthless aggression countless moments that just rang on for generations and ladies and gentlemen mark it on the calendar wednesday february 6th 2019 eight o'clock eastern time (laughs) another moment was put into history and that moment is courtesy of one eric bugenhagen bugenhagen you glorious masterful son of a bitch where did this guy come from? I was just going to ask the exact same question. Who is this guy? Where did he come from? How long has he been in the system? Has he been doing this gimmick for years or is it a brand new gimmick? Um, yeah. Where did he train in air guitar and air drumming? Uh, right. Was he ever in a band? Is he an alternate for Steel Panther? I don't <laughs> know these questions, but I need to know the answers. So I did a little bit of Googling about this guy because okay. I, like many others, I'm sure, by the way, met Hagen on uh, the Twitters, if you're yes, so inclined. Yep. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I did a little bit of research. Uh, there's not a lot known about this guy. What I okay. do know is one, he is one of those rare WWE Performance Center signings that happened between classes. 
Okay. So so this guy just kind of snuck in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's he was not like part of one of the big groups where they're like, you know, here are the next eight to ten members of the clock of uh the performance center. Yeah. They just randomly signed him. And up until this NXT show, he'd basically been wrestling in a black singlet. Okay. So all right. I feel like he was like I feel like he was parked outside in his car in the PC smoking some weed. Matt yeah. Riddle walked by. They made quick friends. And then he kind of just like tailgated Riddle into the PC and was like, hey, I can do this too. And now here he's on TV, air drumming and air guitaring and being metal and losing the Drew Gulak. Yeah. Yeah. And if I may, yes, and your concept here, I'm not going to say it was his car. It had to be his airbrushed van, (laughs) his airbrushed panel van where his waterbed was in the back or his VW bus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Either way, waterbed for sure. And that's where he both drove and lived in. Yes. That was it's all encompassing for the Bugenhagen. For sure. The Boog. Is that what we're going to call him? The Boog or the Hagen? I, v, I think it's the Hagen. The Hagen? The Hagen. Yeah. Oh, I like the Boog. Maybe that's just my Oriole. Uh, I was going to say yeah. that is, that that is kind of in use, uh, especially around this part of town. But uh, yeah, but that's oh just Boog. God. He's not the Boog. We can True. call Boog Hagen the Boog. You know, I don't often say this, but uh, main roster ready already? Just put him. <laughs> okay. Let's put him right there on Mania. Give him down. the universal okay. title. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes on the uh, on the uh, on the VW uh, bus here. Okay, listen. No. I, as mu- as much as I reveled and enjoyed everything that happened with Bugenhagen on Wednesday's NXT, put him on Raw. Put him on SmackDown. Okay, you can call up uh, Adam Rose. You can call up No Way Jose, and yeah. you can ask how this shit goes on the main roster because it doesn't. Look, look, I, I loved but it. And either it one of them have the indelible it factor of Eric Bugenhagen. I say no. You, you saw him for seven minutes, dude. Uh, <laughs> I saw him for seven minutes, and then I watched the encore that they made him do at right. the TV tapings because yeah, people man. liked him that much, wherein he literally just came out, did his entrance, and then danced with Caleb Braxton for like a minute and a half. Which, I mean, that's that's WrestleMania to a lot of people right there, getting up up, and up close to Caleb Braxton. So, look. I, look, if, if the, in the year of our Lord, 2019, you can tell me Jeff Jarrett can be on Raw, Eric Bugenhagen should be main eventing every single show. Okay, you're okay. You need you need to come back down to reality, right? Here. I think you need to get on the Bugenhagen train. Look, I'm on the train, the, the Bugen bus. The, I've I've hitched I've hitched my wagon to the Bugen bus. I'm for it, but it's an NXT gimmick. I it's not gonna fly on the main roster. Um, it it's kind of that weird sort of thing where um, you know. Elias didn't work on NXT, but works on the main roster. Adam Rose and uh, Noe Jose worked in NXT, but not on the main roster. It's it's that weird sort of thing with these super gimmicky, um, with big entrances and fun party sort of things. Like they're fun for a month or two, and then you know after they lose their first feud, you know there's a guy in a bunny suit doing a 450 on you, and you, and you're buried. Okay, I just want to point out a bunny suit. Bunny doing a 450 is amazing. Just outside of context, it was true. Amazing. It is. And do we ever figure out, was it Justin Gabriel? I don't think it was ever. Uh... It, I, it, I don't think it was revealed in storyline, but I mean, it was Justin Gabriel, especially for that 450. Yeah, but what I'm point. saying is, if I'm Bogenhagen, I go to Triple H now and I say, put me in, coach. I want Brock at Mania. When he says no, <laughs> I call Tony Khan. 
I put him on speakerphone. <laughs> okay. There is money to be made with the Boogan bus. Look, and and they kind of uh, have realized that. Uh, obviously, the encore that you mentioned and the uh, the NXT social media has been very uh, still very, no Boogenhagen T-shirt. Very hot right now. It's been hogging heavy. Uh, I mean, come on. There's so many shirt opportunities that are just, you know, uh, waiting, waiting to go here. But okay, I don't know. Like I like I said, I enjoyed it. I did. It was fun. He was great. Uh, He could be the future of the business. He could be a future universal champion. Could be. The answer is is. he is one thousand percent the future of this business. Everyone needs to get behind him. Look, that was a seven-star entrance. Dave Meltzer's going to throw out the first eight stars when the guy actually has a full match. <laughs> he had a full match, and he lost in five minutes to Drew Gulak. That was a squash. You give him 25 minutes, he's going to take you on a rock and roll journey like you've never experienced. Well, I, I love the gimmick. He's in great shape. He's got a good look. Those like are straight-up rockers tights he had yeah, on. Like yeah. They may have just been in an old box. That um, Who's the guy that runs the warehouse now? Fuck. Uh, I don't remember his name. I don't know. Whatever. They could have the archivist guy. The yeah. archivist guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, they legitimately could have been Marty Janetti's tights. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know if Marty's, uh, Marty Janetti's thighs were ever as sculpted as, as, as Bugenhagen's. Doubtful. Doubtful. But, you know, just accentuated his goodness that much more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into it. I am. I'm just, I'm with the track record. Uh, of things like this in uh, in WWE history, I'm trying to temper expectations and trying to bring you back down to to earth and out of uh, out of hog and heaven here. I'm telling you, I want Bugenhagen Okada at MSG. I, <laughs> I I I want Impact to bring him in. You know what, Johnny Mundo, new name, Johnny Bugenhagen. Let's go full okay. force here. <laughs> First of all, that match would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> second of all, if you add Bugenhagen to the Worldwide Underground, I'm a million percent in because uh, they already do an air guitar gimmick, uh, which is great. So it's it's a perfect fit. I want to see you know I want to see uh, Mundo with Taya on his shoulder, a la Savage and Elizabeth, and yeah. I want to see you know after a year or two of of these guys being a tag team or whatever, then the Worldwide Underground implodes, and then we get Bugenhagen versus Impact. It's a long term story. I think you're you're jumping the shark having it just be a, a match at the beginning here all i'm saying is lucha underground needs seasons five through ten i've got one solution it's Bugenhagen. <laughs> well look if jack swagger can come in squash everybody and be the yeah. lucha underground champion in the span of one uh subpar season then yeah. fuck Bugenhagen can uh can be the next matanza yeah, exactly. Prime time on NBC, Lucha Underground featuring Eric Bugen. Sorry, the Eric Bugenhagen show featuring Lucha Underground. <laughs> well, at this rate, there aren't going to be many Lucha Underground uh, performers that we know left. So that's it's, true. It's been that's a true. It's been a hinky week for uh for my yeah, friends down yeah. in uh, down in Boyle Heights. Okay, if I'm really honest, Bugenhagen's going to be someone we forget about in two months. But goddamn, is he great right now? No, it's fun. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, but I had to. I had to take the the yang to your yin over there. I had to. <laughs> I had a devil's advocate you. Uh, but it has been a crazy week in professional wrestling. Bugenhagen aside, uh, Chris, as as you were hinting at, uh, tough times for Lucha Underground, which we're going to get into. Um, I, I'm just going to go with the thing that we didn't get to talk about because it happened after we recorded last week's show. The amazingness that was halftime heat. Oh, yeah. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, that was WWE NXT PWG. That's yeah. what that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, six of the 
biggest and best names in NXT given a showcase in front of an amazing crowd, granted, made up of fellow WWE Performance Center members. Right. Cheering the faces, booing the heels. Uh, it, it was, if you have not seen NXT before, I hope that that made you want to watch NXT. Uh, yeah, the, the personalities unreal. themselves, the personalities themselves got over, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Shawn Michaels and Vic Joseph were doing the commentary Yeah, and Shawn did nothing but put these guys over. Shawn uh, sounded like he was having fun. He, he was. And, you know, he, he kind of has that proud Papa sort of, uh, sort of tone to his voice, you know, cause yeah. he's been working there for, for a while now under, you know, with triple H and Borash and everybody, um, you know, and it could be argued that this era of NXT is the greatest we've seen yet. You know, there's yep. always, you know, are always arguments to be said for each era of NXT once the takeovers began, because that's really once NXT became the NXT that we know and love. But um, but yeah, th- those guys worked hard to put the uh, put put the guys over, and you know, the match it was a spot fest, but God damn it. Was it fun? Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, considering it was up against, uh, the literal super bowl halftime show. It was yeah. basically the super bowl halftime show of wrestling matches. It was yeah. like, just go out and play the hits. And that's what they did. It was a medley of just some of the best spots some of the coolest moments that all six of those guys can put together. And I know some may say, Oh, well, you know, like you said, it was spotty. It was spot fest, blah, blah, sure. blah, blah. That's what it needed to be. Just throw bombs left and right. It's what yeah. it was. It was exciting. It was intense. It was beautifully executed. Uh, I loved every second of it. Now, an idea for future halftime heats. You can keep NXT involved, but I, I would love to see you know a team of the big WWE guys come down and face the big mm. NXT guys for a big crazy spot fest. You know, you throw a, a Seth Rollins down there, Daniel Bryan, and uh, I don't know AJ Styles or Samoa Joe or Cesaro or something like that to go against you know your Cole and your Dream and stuff like that. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be a great idea for the future. I really want to see some more cross promotional yep. things because yeah. you know we'll, we'll, obviously once these guys get called up to the main roster, which will happen eventually, absolutely um, those matches will happen. But you know when they're when they come up there, they're not going to be they're going to be you know the lower guys on the totem pole. But in NXT, they're the top right. guys. So you have top guys versus top guys. It has a little more um, heat behind it, for lack of a better term. Right, right. Well, uh, well, well done if it wasn't an intentional pun. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree. And that's why we're probably going to have, if they were to do something like that, Mojo Raleigh, uh, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> and uh, well, Elias will probably be future endeavored by Curtis then, Haw- so. Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, definitely Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those are about even tiered guys, right? Come on. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, the win was Kurt Hawkins in two and a half years. Mojo Raleigh, who's cutting promos in a mirror, and yeah. uh, Elias, who is not breaking guitars that are supposed to break over the back of a WWE Hall of Famer with an old creative lead uh, trying to sing the song he doesn't remember the lyrics to on Raw. Yeah, yeah. And it was really weird, by the way. Um, you know how WWE always tends to have a little bit of uh, Vince's real problems with people pop up? A little bit, uh, yeah. Speaking of Elias, speaking of Road Dog, that line about how uh, should you be ruining SmackDown, uh, that that didn't feel like it was shooting from the smarky hip. That felt like it, it might have been Vince, uh, Vince adding a, a little twist of a knife there. 
Maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> but really, if you look at the two shows, SmackDown creatively is on much more even keel than Raw is. Oh, SmackDown is definitely the better show. Uh, a, it's two hours instead of a 13-hour death march. Yeah. Uh, B, uh, I, I dare say, better use characters. Yeah. Uh, and C, at the same time, it's also incredibly underperforming and uh, not looking so hot for uh, that Fox move at this point. Yeah, and the uh, I guess the head of um, whatever department it'll fall under on Fox had a conference call or something and say that uh, yeah. temporarily or at least for now, I think for now was the quote used that SmackDown yeah. would be live for, on for a short time. Yeah, kind of weird. Uh, so, it was well, the... I mean, look at it. You know, they signed this deal. Everything was up. Ratings were up. Um, uh, the stock prices was up. They signed for WWE at the best time possible. Uh -huh. um, you know, if they were to sign a contract now, it would be for significantly less money because the ratings, you know, even though we're in the road to WrestleMania right now, and this is the hot season where everything should be picking up. Um, mm -hmm. Ratings are not, not super great right now. So uh, for Fox to come out and say, well, yeah, we have, we, you know, we bought it, we own it. We're going to not own it, but you know what I'm saying? The, yeah. The, you know, the, the they, TV they rights have it for it. Friday nights. Yeah. Right. We're going to put it on TV nights, uh, Friday nights. And, you know, we're going to see how it goes because apparently they had the, uh, the Tim Allen um, sitcom that's doing pretty well. Last man standing yeah. in Heartland uh, <laughs> down uh, <clears throat> probably most uh, Southern and uh, Midwest countries out there. Um, um, or country states, um, <laughs> but uh, sometimes feels like another country coming from the guy who drove a lot of Texas the other day. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they're going to give it a shot. And if it shits the bed in ratings, which it very much possibly could, um, just, then just they'll to give move a, it to cable Fox sports one or something. Just, just to give the, the reality check of, of <laughs> what we're looking at. Uh, SmackDown on most weeks struggles to do two and a half million viewers. Yeah. The average show on Friday nights, which by the way, is considered a dead spot on it's network true. television. Yeah. The average show does four to five million viewers for Fox. So right. they need right. to effectively double their ratings to not improve at all. Yeah. For Fox. That's not a, not an easy thing to accomplish. And, Sure, you're going to get inherently some more eyes on it just from being on a uh, major network because it's not yeah. on cable and, yeah. you know, more people have access to it. So you're going to get a couple more. Let's say let's just be uh, liberal with it and say half a mil uh, viewers yeah. more just from, you know, being on that. But then you have to engage those people and get them to come back uh, and, so. and stay with the program. And right. I don't know that that's going to happen. And and the thing that is so kind of worrisome about <laughs> it is, you know, you look a few years ago uh, when they were on UPN and my network TV, which are over the air stations. Yeah. You know, even then SmackDown was always the lesser of two shows in the ratings. Yes. Right. They would love to have those type of ratings on SmackDown now, but just moving to broadcast isn't necessarily going to get the job done. I mean, for the <clears> longest <throat> time, SmackDown on sci-fi was getting ratings of that caliber. Yeah. I feel like the key um, to helping this uh, succeed on Fox come October, I think is when it starts. Yep. October um, 4th, my date of birth. Oh, look at you. Uh, yeah. Happy early birthday. Um, <laughs> my, 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 my idea here is that the key is the new Daniel Bryan, um, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the new Daniel Bryan is this person that uh, Fox uh, 
as a whole and some of their viewers in, in certain um, respects are, are very opposed to this, yeah. uh, you know, this green type person who believes in climate change and, uh, you know, that we're destroying the earth and stuff like that. He's he's going to be a very uh, polarizing sort of personality out there yeah. that will people people Fox fans will love to hate. Let's just put it that way. Undoubtedly, I will say one thing that was really interesting was watching SmackDown this week and shades of late 90s Bret Hart. Daniel Bryan was in Washington. He was in his yeah. home state and a guy who's been a flat out heel on television was a full on face in front of that crowd. Yeah. And he didn't do kind of the standard WWE heel trope of, you know, you people. There was this embracing of here I am. And I, I thought that was that was really smart to do to to essentially let him be himself in front of, quote unquote, his people. Right. And, you know, that's a progressive state uh, as is. So mm -hmm, it fits mm -hmm. in well that they would agree with him. So, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah, that was that was well executed. Um, and really, you know, on SmackDown, I'm enjoying the build to Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fan fucking tastic. The uh, women's tag elimination chamber match, maybe not so much, <sighs> but yeah. the the men's for the WWE championship, the the beautiful, wonderful, super great hemp uh, wood WWE title belt mm -hmm. that I adore so much. Daniel Bryan gave us uh, that match is going to be killer. Yeah. Now you talk about great execution on SmackDown. What was not great execution on SmackDown was the stomp to the face of Mustafa Ali from randy orton holy shit yeah dude got shined up yeah yeah uh for those who haven't seen it uh mustafa ali's got an eyeball the size of a grapefruit right now <laughs> jesus christ yeah, uh, it's pretty, it pretty brutal yeah not 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 a great look there simmer and down also, randall yeah uh, but hey you know what i like a fired up randall <laughs> yeah you know little little fire under under the rko uh does does add a little more to it you know when he when he wants to work he's great he's one of the greatest of all time but yeah yeah when, and when it's he's an like autopilot it's it's not so great it sounds like randy orton by the way working both <laughs> on camera and behind the scenes as apparently yeah. he's he's now doing the fire me you can't fire me i'll go to aew play backstage yeah so apparently there are th what three uh at least three big talents that uh that rumors have come out uh in regards to talks with aew there's there's randy there's brock of all yeah. people and i believe aj is the third yeah um, <clears throat> so out of uh you know i don't i really really don't see Brock and AEW being a fit. Um, I really don't see that ever happening. This is just Brock being Brock and trying to yeah, get yeah. more money for his mammoth. Uh, it's like mammoth him purse. saying he'll fight UFC again. He's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. So instead of just going between Dana and Vince, now it's Dana, Vince, and Tony Khan. Uh, oh so yeah. Now there's a now there's a three way dance, and Brock is going to end up getting a shit ton more money for coming in for five dates and and murdering some people. So you know it's business. I understand it's business. Um, yeah. Out of the three of those people, the only one that I think really fits in AEW, it, you know, the picture I have and the roster they have is AJ Styles. Sure. Um, because, you know, AJ's history with the people in there and New Japan and, and everything like that. Randy Orton in AEW just kind of seems that kind of gives it a TNA uh, WCW sort of feel, which, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, if you talk to, to Cody and for some of what he's been saying, he's kind of going for a WCW sort of feel. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but not. 
late WCW. Right, right. Prime <laughs> WCW era. Right. Now, yeah. all indications are that no one at AEW has actually spoken to sure. Randy Orton. Yeah, it's there may be a his, text with Cody or something. Or It's or more his generalized shit talking yeah. of, hey, you don't give me what I want. I'll go talk to those guys. And you know what? Props to you, Randall. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, Get that I think, I think AJ is probably going to stay with WWE because he definitely came out as one of those guys that that seems to like what WWE is. And also, you know, he's not a spring chicken. He's getting up there in age, even though he's defying age week in, week out with how he works. But yeah, I I, I don't or without a hernia, depending. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he'd be going anywhere. Brock is the X factor for me because it sounds like Jericho wants to work Brock. And well, Jericho's got a lot of pull. He has a lot of pull. He's making a lot of money, so he needs to generate a lot of money. And I will say, do I want to see Brock Lesnar versus Chris Jericho? No, Mm-mm. but there might be a lot of people who aren't like me, and that could be a gateway for them for for AEW to get in front wow. of some eyeballs and and you know grab grab attention because they have one of the biggest fighting drawing cards ever against their big star so do on paper do i really want to see jericho brock i'd say no but if the match is booked i would fucking watch it in a heartbeat oh sure i'd be curious to see you know how it plays out but is is it on you know if i'm making matches is that one that's really scratching an itch for me it's not anything i really need to see but if it were to happen like i said I, i i'd be down for it um you know jericho is in a really, really fun spot for him right now because yeah. he's kind of like a, uh, he's kind of like a Kevin Nash. Uh, he's kind of like the outsiders combined at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he was the, the really big guy to jump ship and is causing all these ruffles and, you know, has the ear of the people in charge, <clears throat> excuse me, and is getting a shit ton of money making his own schedule, being allowed to work with new Japan as well. He's, yeah. he's, he's got all the balls, man, uh, literally yeah. and figuratively going into this. So, you know, he, he has some sway and he has connects, you know, he yeah. knows pretty much everybody in that WWE locker room, uh, in his cell phone. So if he's, you know, sliding some texts to some people, you know, working, uh, work, working that angle, then, you know, do it, buddy, make, make it whatever you have to do to make AEW work off the ground. I mean, they've, you know, as we'll get into, they had their big press conference the other day and had a whole mm-hmm. bunch more people announced for the roster. So, you know, it's, it's shaping up, but there's still a couple, um, couple holes in there some big holes that need yeah. to be filled with some uh well, some hello there things. yeah exactly uh now what's interesting is also on the open contract season are the usos jimmy and jay uso mm-hmm. uh they have not had talks anywhere else but their contract much like aj styles is up this april i would think with the young bucks focusing so hard on the future of tag team wrestling clearly that the Usos would be a great catch for them. I don't think they're going anywhere either just because of the long lineage and loyalty of their family to the WWE, but it would be very interesting to see those guys, even if they don't go to AEW full time, Mm -hmm. if they work some freelance shots for them, new Japan impact, whoever, I mean, the there's definitely something to be said about taking a little bit of time away, getting a little bit of fire and buzz around you again and showing the world what you're capable of outside of the system before coming back into it. 
Yeah, you know, if I'm Jimmy John, uh, Jimmy John, J. John, Uso, uh, what I'm doing is, uh, you know, I'm saying goodbye at WrestleMania or whatever, but not goodbye forever, just goodbye for now. And then take yeah. the rest of 2K19 and go around, you know, make some handshake agreements with uh, with ROH and, you know, fight the Briscoes and, mm-hmm. you know, go to AEW and fight Penta and Phoenix and fight the Bucks, <clears throat> yeah. which are both, you know, great matches on paper. and you know, LAX you know, and Impact. Yep. Yeah, do, do the rounds, you know, go out there and, you know, because they've really proven themselves to to come, you know, they when the Usos came out, I couldn't care less about them. You know, they they had the the matching face paint, and they were, you know, they the were Samoan kids. Yeah, you know exactly. But they just they just really weren't exciting. But once they, you know, kind of had a little more attitude and started really proving that they could work yeah. matches and not just, oh, yeah. you know, <clears throat> be the fun WWE style matches, but really like knock it out of the park with some really good tag teams like the New Day and Cesaro oh, yeah. and Sheamus and stuff like that, then it really proved their worth. So having done that, go out there, make an even further name for yourself and, you know, come back to Vince and, you know, after a while and say, hey, you know what? We're able to do all these things. We've done all this for you. We'd love to come back. What you got for us? Yeah. Now, if there's anyone on the WWE, excuse me, WWE roster who undoubtedly could use that type of vacation, it is no one more than the case of one very, very sad Bulgarian man, Rusev. <laughs> oh, my God. The story is coming out this week. He did an interview on Lillian Garcia's podcast okay. uh, where it was pretty much the most depressing thing ever uh, talking about how um, he wanted to win the U S title so badly because he was the only person in the company who cared about the U S title. Right. He would tell the writers, you know, whoever's champion, they don't really care about this. I want to raise the prestige of it. I want to do something good. Having conversations with Vince McMahon on a regular basis, asking him, you know, I've, lost weight i've improved my figure i've improved my in-ring work you know i'm selling merch what does it take what does it take to be the guy i mean i can't imagine how defeating that is to be someone as prominent as he is yeah as clearly popular as he's been and creative literally having nothing for you i mean i yeah, they're doing this whole thing with him and Nakamura as, as tag partners. And I thought the match with the Good Brothers was fun and, and yeah. all that. But like, that's a guy who there is money in. Even if he, j- like, I'm not even saying AEW, because I know that is like the gut reaction of every internet fan right now when there's sure. any rumblings of discomfort. Fuck, throw him into New Japan, make him the big foreign enemy. He would. Go over huge. He's just yeah. a big, beefy, burly dude. Imagine him and Ishii throwing forearms at each yes, other. I mean, I fucking love that. And it's just so <laughs> sad to see a guy that talented, that skilled, that over. And he's been incredibly consistent left in this wrestling purgatory just because he's not been picked to be the guy. The guy made his WrestleMania debut on a fucking tank. tank. I mean, yeah. Come on. Like you had faith in them then and then you fed him to Cena and he was ne- he's never really fully recovered. He's been yeah. in some storylines and had a couple minor title runs and even had a, a, a WWE title shot or two over the course of his um, you know, time on SmackDown. And I think that's part of the problem is, you know, SmackDown. Uh, as we said, mm-hmm. it, it's a better show cuz it's 2 hours, but it only being 2 hours means more limited uh time to get everybody on in a prominent um 
manner. So, you know, you have your top guys and unless he's in that current cycle of top guys, which right now he's not, um, then he's not going to have a prominent place on the show. So maybe moving him over to raw in this, uh, international superstar shakeup that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Would be, uh, you know, a better idea because there's the intercontinental title over there. Um, you have an extra hour to play with and you have a guy out there who, you know, can go out there. He can, he can cut a fun promo. He's, a wickedly hilarious guy. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you let him be his personality uh, and go out there, like anytime he was, you know, when I was watching Bella's or total divas or whatever, and he was on there with Lana, he was the highlight. Cause he's just such a fucking goofball. And is he's just a very electric uh, person. And I want to watch him and I want to see him go out there and he has slimmed down. He looks fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at him in his debut when he was just kind of like, Whoa. Like a yeah. fucking straight flat uh, thing, and now he's got like n- not to he's got curves. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he he's, he's built. He's cut. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's he a, he looks a, fucking great. He's a big piece of beef. Yeah, that, that's a lot of beef. You know, let yeah. the beef fly. Put it in a pan. Let it sizzle, baby. Slap some cheese on it and uh, toss it on a king's Hawaiian bun, and mm-hmm. you know, slather it with mayonnaise. Oh. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. Him on Raw would be a, a great move. I mean, I'm just picturing right now you have presumably, unless something changes, Seth Rollins getting the Universal title off of yeah. Rocket Mania. I've said for the longest time, if Rusev isn't going to be the top guy, where why can't he be slotted in the way a Kane has been? Yeah, as as that guy who's always around, always one of the first heels for a main eventer to go against. I'd watch Seth Rollins versus Rusev all day, Hell every yes. day. Hell yeah. Yeah, make that shit happen. Yeah. Even, you know, you put him in the, you know, and in between those, you put him in the hunt for the, uh, for the IC title as well. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's, 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 I don't know. It, it, it is disappointing. And obviously for him, way more than it is for us just watching him. You know, this yeah. is a guy that's really gone along with a lot of shit um, and hasn't really been given too much to really, you know, soak at home, uh, to br- soak at home. Fuck does that mean? I don't yeah, know. That's a turn of phrase I haven't heard I, before. I, I but don't know. I was thinking about Lana and then I just started thinking about soaking things. I don't know. It was weird. Um, but Are uh, you Mormon? What's going on over there, buddy? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I imagine Lana in like a uh, a bath of milk for some reason. I'm I don't know what's wrong with me. There's a lot of a lot of weirdness happening in my brain right now. But um anyway. Well, well, Chris, for everything that's going wrong over there, let me talk about one thing that went right this week, which What's was that? the official transition of the man Becky Lynch into Stone Cold Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Full uh, on at this point. So last week, I was not feeling too great about the Stephanie McMahon, Becky Lynch angle. Mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking this is going to be one of those scenarios. Oh, Stephanie is going to get over on Becky. And yeah, she did a little bit. Yeah. She did a little bit, but between the segment on Monday, yeah, exactly. Between the segment on Monday and then the segment on Tuesday, where Triple H, as he does so wonderfully, showed a whole bunch of ass for Becky Lynch. Like, she is looking like the next big thing. I know we've been saying it for weeks now, and it's a broken record, but she's coming off like the biggest star in the company now. The whole setup for Monday where the McMahons have invited her once again, even though yeah. she's suspended to be on the show. They never did that with Steve Austin. Steve Austin showed up and wrecked shit when he wasn't supposed to. Right. 
So I'm not super thrilled about that. Give it let, give it time to get there. I just want to see her roll up in a, a Guinness truck and just fucking uh, <laughs> straight to the ring and just douse everybody in some Guinness. Uh, you know, it's, or it's Bailey's Irish cream and just <laughs> let it curdle. I was going to say Jameson. That was that's just that's too hardcore. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at, uh, <laughs> some at least then with the Irish cream, it's a nice mixture between the beer truck and the milk truck. We this just run it back. <laughs> This is this is true. Maybe a nice Killian's Irish Red that actually makes a little more sense for her. Uh, yeah. Or Harp Lager. I don't know. There's there's more than a couple Irish alcohols out there. So let's. Uh... You don't say. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're trying to say that they have a uh, a reputation or something? <laughs> oh well. I'd like to introduce you to my family tree. Uh, one of my. Reeks. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the part bit on SmackDown between Trips and Steph was Charlotte's involvement. And Charlotte kind of fully um, accepting her role as legacy petulant child. Yeah. Um, just kind of, you know, saying that she's earned her place in WrestleMania. She deserves to be in WrestleMania. Why doesn't she get WrestleMania? Pointing at the sign and all that stuff. And Triple H just... Uh, just summons the entire power of the IWC and says, Charlotte, go to the back. This doesn't concern you. (laughs) Internet explodes in joy. Like, fuck. And the delivery on Triple H on that was just chef kiss right there. Yeah. So, so good. It's one of those moments where you recognize that when he isn't burying others or stuck in a never ending feud with the undertaker, more on him in a minute. Uh, (laughs) Triple H is really fun. He's he's actually a lot of fun. Can, can we put the burying others thing to rest now? I think it's time because he hasn't he hasn't really like look. You look at the past couple years, NXT aside, in his just wrestling thing. Uh, okay, so NXT and Undertaker feud aside, yeah. he's done nothing but put people over. He put over uh, uh, Reigns. He put over he's put over a lot of people. Rollins. Um, he I don't remember the last time Triple H won a match. He <laughs> to be honest, he, he didn't put over Dean. I'll say that. Okay. He could have put over Dean. He probably should have put over Dean. Okay. So yeah. there's yeah, that, there's the one. But there's the one. There's exactly. the one. But you the know, one. put over Daniel Bryan. Put over fucking everybody going back over the past five years. I'm yeah. I'm putting I'm personally, you can do what you want. I'm putting the yeah, shovel yeah. thing to rest. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh and hey, I I, I like wise and old Papa Triple H as a character. I, I think that's fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Papa Hunter. So, uh, Chris, how happy were you this week with the news about the newly independent Undertaker? <laughs> I I was uh, a bit overjoyed to say uh, to say the least there. So, yeah, if you, if you missed the news, Undertaker removed all mentions of WWE from his Twitter profile and put up an mm-hmm. email address up for uh, independent bookings, um, yeah. for which he's apparently charging twenty five thousand U.S. American dollars per hour. Yeah. And that's for appearances. Yeah. That doesn't count anything. uh anything yeah. in the ring or promo or entrances or anything like that not to speak ill of them or their finances because i am 
a thousand percent sure they're doing just fine. Don't think we're going to see Undertaker at MCW anytime soon. No, well, I mean, you know, Dan. And if we will, <laughs> it will be for a crisp sixty minutes. <laughs> yes, you know, be a pre-sale. How many people can we get in in an hour? Get them in, get them out. You know, yeah. Dan has connections within. Oh yeah. WWE, oh yeah. So if anybody can work out a deal to get uh, to get Mark. Uh, get one half of the skyscrapers to uh to, to mcw it's oh my, uh, oh my god and i want to see him there as one half of the skyscrapers i, I was gonna say reduce price maybe it's only fifteen thousand if he shows up as me mark callus how yeah, about that yeah. can, we, can we do that i i now kind of want to <laughs> i now kind of want to blow the money to to do a meet and greet with the undertaker and just talk to him about the time that he was mean mark ellis like yeah. act like i'd never seen any of him as the undertaker yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh man i remember you so much and nwa wcw me mark Callis, you were so good did you do anything after that yeah <laughs> i wonder i wonder if the twenty five thousand uh per hour counts podcast appearances patreon.com <laughs> slash the rough podcast, podcast for me yeah. to verbally berate the undertaker via skype for 60 minutes or get 60 minutes of the mean Mark Callis shoot interview where we only talk about him from the years 1989 <laughs> to 1989. <laughs> hey, 12 months is a lot of time to cover there. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> well, you don't want to talk about the under what now? Uh, what? Who's Who's what? Over? The overgiver? The overgiver. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 That's a, uh, that's a strange name. Um, what's the overgiver doing in the impact zone? Uh, <laughs> so speaking of impact, uh, yeah. did you see the crazy match that they announced for uh, their WrestleMania weekend show in Jersey city? I believe it's the Lucha bros versus uh -huh. Tommy dreamer, right? No, nope. no not Tommy dreamer. Who is it? It's the Lucha Brothers against RVD and Sabu. Oh, that's it. RVD and Sabu. Okay. Yeah. I had a wrong ECW, guys. Now, I'm going to be honest. If this was like 2000, 2001, I'd be infinitely more hyped. Yeah. Because uh, 2019 Sabu and RVD definitely ain't what they used to be. Yeah. But that that's a crazy fun match. And, and uh, Jesus Christ, the Lucha Bros are literally everywhere this week. They uh, are. They are. They. Hey. They get around, and this. You know what? Here's the sad thing. They kind of have to do this right yeah. now because they're being held hostage by Lucha Underground, along yeah. with everybody else, uh, more or less, on their roster. Some people have gotten their release and have been able to sign other places. You know, um, Shane Strick Shane Strickland got his release, and just uh, yesterday, I think he tweeted that he made his decision. So we're waiting to see where he um, ends up. I wonder when the WWE is announcing their next class because there's a, a, yeah. a fine chance he's going there. Um, PJ Black just got released and signed. Signed a deal with uh, Ring of Honor full time. Yes, he did. So he's uh, the Dare Wolf's over there now. Um, uh, you know, obviously Jeff Cobb got his release. There have been people who have gotten their release, but then there's your Evilises, your Joey Ryan's, your uh, Lucha Bros. Um, I believe Mundo and Taya and and those mm -hmm. guys are still officially under Lucha Underground contracts, so they're unable to go full time at any one place um obviously uh, lucha and impact worked out a deal where they can go there but aside from that these uh these contracts that are fucking terrible uh have really thrown a wrench in things and 
King Cuerno was the guy to say, you know what? Fuck this. I'm I'm getting lawyered up and mm-hmm. uh you know called Saul and and here we are with with two lawsuits going against the uh the company um I forget the party up company or some shit weird shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh I guess the, the the company that actually signed the contracts with the performers saying that these contracts are not allowing them <clears throat> to make a living. Uh, by doing anything else on on TV or full time elsewhere uh, in their trade, and how unfair they were um, at the start, um, you know, promising six seasons that would be consecutive and probably be over by now. Had they, yeah, had they and touring yeah, and, and all these other things that never happened, opportunities that never happened, and the the shockingly low amount of money that these people uh, got paid under four thousand dollars per year for Cuerno to do Lucha Underground, which is, uh, I mean, and I don't know, claim to know how much uh, independent bookings go for, but uh, pretty sure that it's a lot more than that uh, over the course of 12 months. Yeah, yeah, depending on how regularly people are running. I mean, uh, (laughs) rumor and scuttlebutt said that uh, the Young Bucks were offered in the beginning days of Lucha Underground. Now, granted, Young Bucks, when Lucha Underground started, aren't the Young Bucks that are running AEW now, but still 300 bucks for the two of them combined per shot. Uh, And that's multiple tapings. Uh, Jesus, like that. That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, at the time, probably not them. They were already, I think they were already on their way to to becoming what they were at that point. But, you know, when you look at the people like um, Shane Strickland, who was just doing, you know, uh, CZW and MCW, smaller indie sort of things. And, you know, uh, Lucha or uh, Lucha Bros, Penton Phoenix, who had Mm -hmm. nobody in the United States had heard of either one of those people. So those contracts were, hey, I'm going to be on national TV for, you know, okay, a couple hundred bucks. Sure. Yeah, no, I'll do this. And that they kind of got roped in and. You know, the, the, there have been issues aplenty with Lucha Underground, with tapings and, and finances and stuff like this. And, you know, at, at this point, as much – and this is coming from me, okay? Yeah. Lucha Underground mark number one, uh, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I've been nothing but all in with this show since, like, episode three when I finally got it. I was like, this shit is amazing. Um, I think maybe it's time to – to, to put the nail in the coffin, uh, perhaps try and give up on the dream. Um, unless you can make some kind of uh, look, I would love to see something wrap up the storylines. I hate to see a story go unfinished. Sure. Um, but you know, at this point for the good of the pro wrestling industry, uh, I, th- I think it's best now for, for Lucha underground to go away. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. I just I feel like I just like stabbed my mother in the heart by saying that. But look, even if they this <sighs> is the nail in the coffin and Lucha Underground does go away, it doesn't mean these guys go away. Like I was just saying about I know, I the know. Lucha Bros. I mean, these guys won the Impact Tag Titles uh, as of Friday. It was aired, so yeah. you have that. Yeah. They won the AAW Tag Titles. They did a segment on MLW this week, even though they lost the tag belt, saying they're not going anywhere. Uh, They are, as of this week, going to be a part of the first AEW show in Las Mm -hmm. Vegas. They have a shot at the AAA tag team titles at their next big show. I mean, uh, it just goes on and on and on, even though Phoenix got hurt. Apparently, he's doing okay now. He got hurt Friday night. Yeah. Um, But, like, those guys are 
they cannot be stopped. And I think the more of these guys that get out of their contracts, get out of their deals, we've said for a while in this program, it's a buyer's market, or excuse me, it's a seller's market, I guess, uh, for yeah. uh, these wrestlers to, to go out there and play their craft, whether it's Ring of Honor, uh, Impact, AEW, New Japan, WWE, all these companies could stand to grab some of these talents and give them a showcase like they've never had before. And, and yeah. it really would be for the best. Yes. Sad to see it go, but I mean, all these guys can become bigger stars outside of it than being stuck within it. Unfortunately. Yeah. And plus, you know, there's always, I, I always put the, um, the correlation to Deadwood in, in this, like, you mm -hmm. know, it was a, it was a show ahead of its time. It was mm -hmm. great. And you know, it didn't get what it needed. So it went unfinished. And now here we are uh, fucking 12 years later and the, the gang's back together. And yeah. Film, filming you know, right now. Yeah. They're filming right now for a spring release. I think I just read. So there's, you know, obviously somewhere down the line, an opportunity for there to be a movie or a limited series to kind of wrap up everything, you know, years down the line, uh, which would at least from my fanboy um, mindset be some fulfillment for me. Cause yeah. I really want to see how it all pans out. Uh, Cause there were a couple cliffhangers at the end of last season that, you know, okay, all right, we'll see what, see where they go here. But as of right now, it, it's doing nothing but hurting a lot of these competitors that we've fallen in love with because of the show. And it's a, it's, it's a shame because it's kind of, it's kind of dampening and putting a, a, a dark mark over the legacy of this really innovative um, program that, that caught the attention of a lot, a lot of people, obviously myself included. Yeah. Well, where one door closes, another one opens as this week was as anticipated the official announcement of AEW's all or nothing uh, or not all or nothing, double or nothing. Double I always want to say all or nothing, yeah. uh, double or nothing card uh, it's gonna be memorial day weekend in las vegas nevada and we got some additional talent roster announcements including match announcements yeah uh the first announcement actually came a few nights before i think it was late tuesday night that it came jimmy out havoc. with yeah jimmy havoc joining the aew roster jimmy havoc seen mostly in the uk indies uh yeah. particularly progress uh hardcore wrestler type yeah. although uh he cuts a great promo and and he can work really well uh this was a great sign to me because it's an indication that aew isn't just going to be five-star classic both these guys this is awesome type matches which yeah aew needs they they need that buffet of wrestling feel if they're going to be a, a well-rounded company well you look at all in and it was a mm -hmm. variety of styles for each match so uh, you know if they're going off of that as the template then yeah you you do you do need and you would expect that there would be different styles you know on whatever program that comes from this Absolutely. Uh, then just before the press conference, we had the first uh, Mexican tie-in uh, for AEW, as was announced that they will have a working relationship with AAA in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so strapping themselves to the number two company in Mexico, not a bad idea. Uh, I'm sure it uh, makes things a little more difficult with any possible New Japan relationship because right. New Japan's tied in with CMLL. Well, uh, a, a year ago, probably, but right, you know, the a, a, AAA and CMLL have been doing some things together recently. Yeah, so that's it's true. Not, it's not the, you know, Turner McMahon dynamic uh, to, to uh, you know, correlated to something that we would all know. They used to be blood rivals, but now they're kind of seeing that they can do some business together. So I'm not yeah. entirely ruling out anything with 
with New Japan down the line because of AAA. Yeah. Um, you know, again, devil's advocate. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I think in general it's a smart idea because also I think the <laughs> AAA guys, uh, it gives them that connection of some talent we might have seen in Lucha Underground who won't right. have a U.S. exposure anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like the AEW, not AEW, the AAA roster is one not quite as well known as the CMLL roster. So, yeah. uh, you know, it gives them a unique base of guys. But, um, you know, we could go point by point bit by bit in terms of what happened during the press conference really it makes sense just to talk about the matches that are coming out of it um uh socal uncensored are gonna be having a six-man tag against shima uh, of dragon gate and Toriyaman mm -hmm. fame and two members of the uh owe roster smart idea shima and chris daniels have a, a long time history and then we'll see what random flippy shaolin monks they decide to bring in from china uh, <laughs> i'm just saying yes. that's what they are they're all yeah, chinese they acrobats are. and monks and their their style of wrestling is crazy innovative it's unlike anything i've ever seen before i mean uh there was some conversation in, in some of the press stuff that they did after the press conference where they see the owe infusion of talent as basically being like the luchadors in wcw this mm -hmm. idea of exposing a new style a new group of, of characters that no one's ever seen before yeah. and seeing what works and what takes off figure you take those guys you put them in with the steady hands of scu and it's gonna be a great showcase for everybody yeah sure um we are going to get the teased pock hangman page match uh yep. interesting uh just because as we talk about how companies do or don't work together, Pac is the current Dragon Gate champion. And of course, Dragon Gate had kind of a nasty split up from SEMA, who is the head of OWE. Right. So kind of interesting to already see companies that maybe wouldn't work together, break bread together in AEW. Um, <laughs> sorry, Chris just looked off in the middle distance. I'm not sure what's going on. on no, I heard a, heard a weird, weird sound. That's all. Sorry. Okay. No worries. Uh, <laughs> Young Bucks going against the Lucha Bros in yes. two physical angles that happened uh, at the press conference where, uh, was it Nick Jackson that ate a uh, destroyer on the stage there? I, I don't remember, but it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, all, all I know is nobody took a bump into the pool, which is a little bit of a bummer. It's a, it's a little disappointing. It's I mean, it's right there. I mean, shit kind of writes itself. It's like right. having a cake on WWE TV that doesn't get smashed in somebody's face. Like, come on. Exactly, exactly. Uh, looks like we got the build uh, for at least one women's match as two new signings were showcased uh, at this press conference as uh, Kylie Ray, who is basically Bailey before Bailey got beaten down to being current Bailey uh, and Nyla Rose based right. out of Washington, D.C. Uh, <laughs> both were announced and had a bit of a standoff. Now, interesting twist of uh, things here. Chris, do you know what's unique about Nyla Rose? I believe she is the first transgender wrestler to be signed to a full-time deal with a major company. That's 100% true, Chris. So very interesting to see AEW continuing to push things forward and innovate. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, so, also, Aja Kong. Uh, yeah. Yeah announced which is aja kong announced awesome yes. <laughs> and i feel bad another japanese talent whose name i cannot remember for the life of me but what's unique is she's part of tokyo joshi pro tokyo right. joshi pro is the women's wrestling spinoff of ddt so maybe another japanese promotion is going to be working with aew 
Yeah, yeah. And um, that's, uh, you know, we, we were wondering whether and when we were going to get more names for the women's division there. So happy, happy that they're uh, finally, you know, going on to building that and out there. Um, so an- a cu- another couple names announced uh, in terms of talent um, from Alucha Underground uh, POV yeah. was, uh, was Sammy Guevara, who is yeah. currently the, uh, the AAA something champion. Um, yeah, I think it's their middleweight title or something along those lines. Yeah, something, yeah. something like that. And that kid uh, is very good and very exciting. So happy to see him uh, getting a push there. And also Sunny Kiss, uh, Exolicious from from uh, Lucha Underground yeah. last season, who is so fun to watch. And I can't wait to see uh, him interact with a lot of the other uh, other crew uh, in AEW. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, I, I think he is another great, unique, interesting pick in that it's not – it isn't the standard workhorse work rate guys. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit of personality. It's it adds sizzle to an already pre-existing stake in the rest yeah, of the guys. He, there. He's kind of the modern day equivalent of an, of an exotico, you know, exactly, kind of, exactly. A, a 2019 version of, of Pimpinella Scarlita, you know, just kind of, right, right. kind of work, working both angles a, a little bit there. So uh, very, very exciting. And, you know, they're, they're widening their breath here and um, you know, Oh, there was, I think, one other guy. Uh, some, 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 some other uh, guy. Some, some other guy. guy yeah, some, some Kanakian. Uh, yeah. Yep, ladies and gentlemen, the worst kept secret in professional wrestling became real. Although there was a twist to it that I don't think most people foresaw. Kenny Omega officially signs with AEW. Yep. Uh, four-year deal yeah, for four Kenny. Year. Yeah. Uh, as he is not just a talent. Oh, no. He is another executive vice president of AEW. I mean, uh, you know, you're keeping it elite, then, then, then yeah. you got to, you know, you're the, those are those are the four guys or five guys. No, four guys. Yeah. Um, those are the four that, you know, kind of came together to, to get everything going. So uh, it, it makes sense. Um, I read a snippet of the interview that he did afterwards you know, talking about his decisions and he did nothing but put over the, uh, the kindness and generosity of both WWE and new Japan. And yes, indeed. How much he loves, um, Japan, you know, and he will always call that his home and talked about his time in DDT as well. Um, but he felt, uh, Kenneth felt that, uh, this time, uh, he, he kind of did the, the, the run around on saying, um, you know, he took it for, the, he kind of took it for the money. Cause this, they, sure. these guys pretty much, um, offered the, the sweetest deal. Um, but he, he kind of avoided saying, he said it without saying it. Yeah. And, you I, know, I, when the, you know, I'm here, I'm here with my best friends and, you know, I have the opportunity to go out there and, and, and do something new. So, right. I, 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 I would say that probably the, the WWE deals probably worth more money on paper, right. but I would assume that the long-term potential if AEW succeeds, yeah. to not only be in the ring as a talent, but also a behind the scenes, you know, member of management, it gives him long-term stability. It yeah. means he can, you know, once he's ready to hang up the boots, he can keep doing his thing. He can help scout out that next generation of wrestlers. And this is a key factor. That I don't think a lot of people are thinking about He's management. He's got health insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, for a guy who works a style as crazy and as hard as he does, like that's gotta be a pretty big peace of mind. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I'm not sure if it's kind of like, you know how, um, triple H and Steph, they kind of, they, and Shane, they have, uh, management 
deals and they also have they have two contracts essentially yeah performers contract and, a, and an executive contract i don't know if these contracts are kind of one in the same with aew or if they're following that model of having right. two separate ones um but you know it would be interesting to see how that goes and i think kenny really was the first one in that uh post-conference interview talking about how this could be i think the quote was a blundering failure oh yeah um, so oh, yeah. the fact that you know these guys you know are keeping it level-headed and saying hey mm -hmm. you know this could go really well but it also could go very wrong and i think him being the first guy to kind of publicly you know em not embrace but mention that fact it kind of gives me a little more assurance that okay these guys aren't just you know with a blank check going out there and, and doing all these crazy things. They're, 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 they're trying to take the, take the steps necessary to make it seem like, uh, uh, to make it successful because they know that it could fail. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they are being realistic, even yeah. though they're in a Much prime position. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> even though they're, they're in a, a prime position to change what, wrestling has been for the past oh, 17 years yeah uh they can push the the whole thing forward or fail like so many others have in front of them yeah. um you know whether it's crazy things like what was it the xwf that tried to get something going with hogan and kurt henning and all these guys or tna wrestling or mm -hmm. uh all of the countless companies that tried tried to get tv and failed gfw yeah, GFW, that's another great example. Uh, here's this moment. Here's this opportunity to do something unique. And uh, it looks like they're certainly going to get the right eyeballs on the main show uh, as the main event. Looks like it's going to be Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega round two. Yeah. Following up from that absolute classic at Wrestle Kingdom last year. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see those two throw down again. I will say for those like me who were wondering... Kota Ibushi is probably going to end up in AEW, not full time. Right. Uh, Kenny did cover it in uh, his interview with Uncle Dave, uh, where basically uh, Kota is still <laughs> his brain's still a little scrambled from uh, from the concussion the he concussion, got. Yeah. Uh, and also, he has, believe it or not, a wrestling school. Uh, so he's got some things to handle there before crash he flies over to the states. Yeah, it's exactly. Like the bouncy room and you see it at a mental institution <laughs> yeah yeah no you know those you know those uh trampoline places that you can go to that that's that's a kota bougie school of wrestling except for he hands you lit fireworks before he throws you in <laughs> yep nothing it's just one it's a square room and there's balcony uh, all the way across for you to move exactly and break your neck exactly exactly i mean breaks. it's it's a really exciting mm -hmm. time i look forward to see what happens with that show um you know I, I don't think this is one of those scenarios. You know, every single wrestling fan has that moment right now where they're like, uh, or at least a lot of those on the IWC are like, oh, this is going to be what takes down Vince. No, this isn't about taking down Vince. No, it's this is this is about an alternative and they are building themselves well enough to be one. Yeah. Uh, whether you look at the diversity of talent, both behind the scenes and in the ring, the the unique niches that they are filling in hell they have great talent behind the scenes i i saw thanks to that uh you know um double or nothing video that they posted tuesday night uh chris daniels is like head of talent okay i'm like that's a brilliant choice because i can't think of someone who's been more technically proficient at so many 
of the key things in wrestling promos in ring etc well fair um but <laughs> but i mean like just in terms of this incredibly underrated technician yeah. and and on-screen talent who has a real eye for the guys to put over and when to put them over and that sort of thing i'm like that that's a brilliant choice putting daniels in that sort of role so yeah. uh it, it looks good now all we need is uh you know tv <laughs> which you know if, if rumor and uh an innuendo is to be uh believed two really good deals on the table yeah. right now um you know rumor has it one of them is with turner uh yeah. because they were in atlanta last weekend for the super bowl and mm -hmm. you know that's where uh where turner broadcasting is based out of obviously so that's uh Rumored to be one of them. No, I haven't read anything about what the other one could be. Yeah, I have no idea. I would assume it, it's got to be a traditional network because I would think if it were something unique, uh, you know, a Facebook or an Amazon who are both rumored to be pursuing right, right. WWE, that would have leaked by now. Um, probably. probably. Um, you know, it could be WGN because they had that deal. Could be WGN. Uh, it could be the Paramount Network because they show Bellator. Um, yeah. you know, there's so many options right now. Uh, I, I'm just excited for the show. Uh, May 25th, I think it is 25th, 26th, Saturday, what? Memorial Day weekend. Whatever. Yeah, looking oh. forward to watching it, looking forward to seeing it live. Although, did they say how you can watch it yet? Uh, I don't believe so, but I would imagine, <coughs> bless you, there would be Excuse some me. sort of uh deal similar to fight or something like that where or yeah. traditional pay-per-view i'm sure yeah. would, would be an option as well maybe they're waiting on the tv deal to be uh announced whatever deal they have to mm -hmm. to announce that but um you know trying to look up some flights to las vegas I don't know. <laughs> well good luck because uh the site crashed for people signing up just for pre-sale codes oh wow yeah yeah, pretty well, crazy. Hey the hype is uh the hype is real. We'll see. You know, we could get another instant sellout, or we'll probably will, but there could be another yeah. instance of uh, you know, it, it could be something where you know, day of they're trying to push and paper the town. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see what happens, man. I mean, it's 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 a crazy time in professional wrestling, and uh, it's always enjoyable. And Chris, again, from me to you, I am so sorry about Lucha Underground, buddy. I'm oh, so so sorry. It's uh. It's in um, It's okay. You gonna be all right? It's gonna be okay. <laughs> hey man. Your boy Penta's gonna still break arms. You no, know, he's just gonna go do it on a on a big farm, you know, where he can just run and run and run and break arms and run. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. It's gonna be disabled cows everywhere. Yeah. I don't get disability though. <laughs> Robin Rodriguez, Cole Eric Buchanan. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. 
This is the, the Rough House, Rough Pod. House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Using the best of CGI and holographic technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho... Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, hey, macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. (laughs) See you at the bake sale this weekend. I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was, and I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain, and then licked my brain. It's the nickname for my balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. Watch my show, or I'll fucking haunt you. No one wants to wake up in the middle of the night and hear boo, ooh, ooh, yeah, macho activity.